Hey, everybody. I'm Ralphie. She's the mom. He's the dad. No, wait, that ain't it. He's Flick. I'm Schwartz. She's Farkas. No, that ain't it either. It may be the Christmas season, but this ain't a Christmas story. This is Vikings Report through a Ted Drewster. How are you? MGM presents a Christmas story. everybody to episode 81 carl eller episode carl eller anthony carter you anthony carter yeah. that's it that covers yeah. the 81 for the vikings the great carl eller moose we're nine and two we got a big jets preview coming up on the way we got all our contest stuff it should be uh how are you doing ted glover thanksgiving was good how was yours we had pizza we had the live post game show thanksgiving yeah it was good. yeah it was good. what's your uh limit for days after thanksgiving <laughs> like it's it's usually by the weekend that all our sides are gone. Yeah, but I will eat turkey well into the next week. I have no problems doing that at all. Now it is well known throughout the Midwest that the old man is a turkey junkie, <laughs> a bona fide golly turkicanus freak. Tonight we had instead of homemade chicken noodle soup, we had turkey noodle soup, and it was exquisite. Man, you're living living large when you're hanging out with Ted Glover. His pad. Got a question for you. I know it's coming, so we'll get it out of the way. Hey, what school did Anthony Carter go to? Oh, Angler goes back. Wangler throws downfield and it's caught by Carter. Oh, wait. That reminds me, Ted. Real quick, I got a couple of helmet stickers to give out. Do you? I do. The first one is going to. Donovan Edwards. Yeah. For his 216-yard performance. Three carries, 412 yards in the fourth quarter. My God. <laughs> and the second helmet sticker goes to Jim Harbaugh for going into Columbus. And let's dominating second half for Jim Harbaugh. He has turned it around at Michigan. The rivalry is back on. Go Blue! Oh. Only I didn't say fudge. I said the word. The big one. The queen mother of dirty words. The F dash 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 word. What did you say? Yeah. I figured it was coming. I figured we'd just get it out of the way. That was a hell of a game, Ted. No, it wasn't. A game sucked. <laughs> Ruby, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing pretty good. Just need to know one thing. Yeah, what? No, I'll leave you alone, Ted. Don't worry. Oh, okay. <laughs> Which one of you, if not both, tried to put your tongue on a frozen pole when you were a kid? Flick's spine stiffened, his lips curled in a defiant sneer. There was no going back now. This is nuts. <laughs> uh, it wasn't a pole. It wasn't a flagpole. Stripper pole. No. No. <laughs> no. You know those chain link fences? Yeah. Did that once on a chain link fence. Did you get stuck? It did, and it hurt. I want to know how you got it off. She pulled it. That's what she said. <laughs> what about Scott Frackus? Farkas. That rivalry was like Ohio State was Scott Farkas for like 20 years. <laughs> and then last Saturday, old old Ralphie Michigan rolled into Ohio Stadium and had had enough, and he just took it out. He just took it out on Farkas. You fucking over them And Ryan Day had to go get Ralphie's mom to make it stop. It was yeah. so bad. I dreaded double dog dare you. <laughs> Slight breach of etiquette going straight to the triple dog. <laughs> what do we got going for the Vikings tonight? Football. Football. What's a football? <laughs> Without conscious will, my voice squeaked out. Football. Cousins looking. Jefferson was covered. Other side. Thielen. Touchdown. Minnesota. Back 
going to talk Vikings NFL news, some pretty significant injury news for the Vikings and for the Jets, for that matter. We got nobody cares about your fantasy team. We got our Super Toe Challenge continues. Got a big preview, big game against the Jets this weekend. These are not your dad's Jets. These are no. a pretty good football team. Yeah. Drewster's Millions, and of course, we'll wrap it up with the best trivia segment in the business. Ruby's going to roll a tape and tell you about Purple Pain Forms and VikingsReport.com. <gasps> roll it. So, look, we got a big show tonight. We got Vikings NFL news. We got hashtag nobody cares about your fantasy team. We got our Super Toe Challenge. We got our preview. We got trivia. But before we get going, purplepainforums.com. Purple Pain Forums, that is the, like, the best Minnesota Vikings chat room around. It's better than social media. Like, you just get so much crap on social media. Just these negative trollish comments. You don't find any of that over on Purple Pain Forums. Funky Town and Dan Chat do a great job of moderating that board. And it's not just Vikings talk. It's college football talk. It's stuff that's not even really the sports you can talk. You can talk politics there if that's your thing. But it's well-moderated. It's very respectful debate. A lot of great folks there. Great original content. Great contests. PurplePainForums.com. Go check it out. The other site we'd like you to check out is VikingsReport.com. Our website has links to all of our social media accounts, links to Purple Pain Forums, sections in the webpage for all of our contests. You can see the latest updated standings for Nobody Cares About Your Fantasy Team and Super Toe Challenge. Just a great site. Ruby's done a hell of a job getting that all set up. If you want to see the Vikings Report Vault, go check that out. And you can see what prizes are available. We give away prizes at the end of each live show we do. We got a link to our Zazzle page where if you, you want to buy a coffee mug or a travel mug, you can do that as well. So VikingsReport.com, go check that website out. Go to VikingsReport.com, check out the prize vault, check out all the good stuff over there. Go order you a mug. Who, who would not want to get a, a mug with my mug and Drew's mug on the mug as a Christmas gift? I tell you, who wouldn't? Hey, Park, what is that? Don't bother me now, sweet. Can't see I'm busy. Yeah, but what is that? It's a major award. A major award? Look at that. That's just, come on. You could get a travel mug. It's, just, it's, 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 quali- it's quality Christmas gifts. Thing holds a lot of Crown Royal, too, let me tell you. It's not a Red Ryder BB gun, but you won't shoot your eye out with that. <laughs> You'll shoot your eye out, kid. Merry Christmas. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> narrating in that. Oh, narrating. It's really good, dude. So, before we get going, though, Drew. Yep. What time is it? Ted? All right, I'm cooler than you are. <laughs> so why don't you fix your little problem and light this candle? He's right. Ryan Day needs to fix his football problem and light this candle. Yes. Resume the Michigan domination. <laughs> <laughs> I'm cooler than you are. Why don't you fix your little problems and light this candle? He's right. Let's light this candle. He surely is. Light the candle. Yes. Resume the countdown. (laughs) And that'll about do it, folks. Have a good night. That's beautiful. Tootsies, you rock, Tootsies. All right, so the Vikings are kind of coming off a mini-buy. Beat the Patriots last Thanksgiving. 33-26 33-26 have had a week and a half off. So really the only news right now is we're still monitoring the injury status of some key players. And, and one guy, really been disappointing. Rookie season, cornerback Andrew Booth Jr. Kind of thought he might have beaten his injury problems finally. Got on the field the last couple games. It looks like he tore his meniscus. And now he's out for the year. Oh my God, I shot my eye out. Mm, man, he and Lewis seen. Yeah, we were hoping for so much from those guys to shore up that secondary, and Mm -hmm. they're both not available now. No, they aren't. And keep an eye on Caleb Evans. He was practicing on a limited basis last week, and if the improvement continues like it did with Christian Derrissaw the week prior, it looks like he should probably be able to play and come back, which, which is good. Dalvin Tomlinson was also practicing on a limited basis, and I would think that had the Vikings played last Sunday and not last Thursday. My guess is that they probably both would have played last week. So I kind of expect Dalvin Tomlinson, which will also be a huge guy to get back. Look for him to probably be back this week as well, barring a setback. Mikhail Levin should probably be back, barring a setback. Cam Dantzler 
is still on IR, and he's not scheduled to come off till next week, so he's out for at least another week. But that Booth injury really puts the Vikings in a depth issue. Now, let's look at some free agents. And before we talk about the free agents, the Vikings have currently on their practice squad Tay Gowan and Perry Nickerson, and I believe they activated Perry Nickerson last week and had him suited up for the Patriots game. The hell is Tay Gowan? Cornerback on the Vikings practice squad. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Marcus. <laughs> there's not a lot of guys out there. There's there's old friend Trey Waynes. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, Tavon Young, Kevin King, and a name that's kind of possibly intriguing is A.J. Bowie. He played Fred Donatello in Denver. But, I mean, when you're looking at the list of available free agents, no one really jumps out. And at this point in the season, nobody really should unless it got like an OBJ situation where a guy was injured and is a free agent. But is there a guy out there that intrigues you, Drew, that the Vikings could sign? Now, keep in mind, they have, depending on what website you look at, about $1.3-ish million yeah. in, in, in the salary cap. So they don't have a lot of wiggle room under the cap either. What do we do for one week? Because it sounds like everybody's going to be back cornerback-wise for the following game, which is at Detroit. Yeah. So it sounds like Evans might be back this week or whatever, but you still need to replace Booth. And I scoured it too, Ted. I mean – Tavon Young, 2016 fourth-round draft pick of the Raven, played for the Ravens five years, went to the Bears, and now he's available for a free agent. He's a pretty good player. The choice would have been Janoris Jenkins, but the Niners signed him last Monday. Rhodes is in Buffalo. Jimmy Smith retired. Joe Hayden retired. Terrence Mitchell was signed by the Titans. There's not really a lot to really choose from. What do you do? In the short term, I don't think you can do anything. I think you elevate either Gowan or Nickerson, if not both, if you feel you need that extra depth and just let it roll. If you're going to sign somebody, it would be with the expectation they wouldn't be available for like a couple weeks to get sped up and get the system and sure all that kind of stuff. But I think they're just going to go with a practice squad guy and hope for the best. Yeah, I mean, they went with what they had against New England with Duke Shelley. They got really one game to get through before they get the reinforcements back with Dantzler and Caleb Evans and get, we get some help there at the cornerback position. But I just don't want the cornerback position as a secondary to cost us a game against the Jets because, you know, coming in with Garrett Wilson, Elijah Moore, they're going to have to be ready on that end. But I, I I don't know. I looked at those free agents today, and like you said, I mean, what's the difference of that or a practice squad guy? The Vikings secondary, it's like when the dad won that prize and he got the box. It was like, Fragile! Ah, Fragile. It must be Italian. So, a couple more things. The Vikings this week, Drew, yeah, they can clinch the division if they win and Detroit loses. That is amazing. Can you believe that? Like, they could clinch first week of December. That is amazing, amazing stuff. They going to do it this week? I don't know whether they're going to do it or not. I just want to beat the Jets and win another game. What do you think? I think Detroit's going to beat Jacksonville this weekend. We'll talk about the Vikings and the Jets here later. Barring an absolute collapse at this point, would be historic proportion. They're not going to collapse. The thing about it now is you're chasing that seed, that number one seed. The Vikings are going to win the division and go to the playoffs. Yeah, everybody should be rested come playoff time. So I would think so, yeah. I'm super happy with how football's gone this year. I was until Saturday afternoon. Well, you know what? It's not like Ohio State went 1-12 or something. I mean, they had still they have a good year every year. So we knew one of us was going to be in the playoffs for that. Yeah. But the Vikings have just been tremendous this year and I, they really have yeah a lot of people are still like him hawing about it don't want to cheer i mean speaking of that you know let's let's talk about perception mr drew bunting okay you know our friends over at esat nation and if you're not sure who esat nation is oh. every, everything sucks all the time they're, they're the folks they're no matter what they're like eeyore yeah and from <laughs> the Pooh. well that just wasn't what i thought it was gonna be boo Good morning, Pooh Bear. If it is a good morning, which I doubt. Oh, it's cloudy out. I guess it's going to rain. That's ESAT Nation. Anyways. <laughs> well, and, and not even them so much, but like the rest of the NFL, I've noticed, has, has taken this opinion of the Vikings that they're not a good team and they're eventually going to get exposed. And like we're 11 games in and you know, they got their asses kicked against Dallas and they don't look very good against Philadelphia, but man, they're like nine and two. It's hard to look at that and say they're a fraudulent team. And the thing that bothers me is that when they look at other teams around the NFL, they don't really take that view. I, I don't get the perception in that because I, I watched that. Did you watch the Sunday night game, the, the Eagles and the Packers? I watch all football, Ted. 
Eagles look beatable. You know, nobody says that about Philly, though. Right. I think it's all hung on those two losses. I think that's where the separation of the faction of the fan base comes. If they lose that game in Philly by a field goal and lose to Dallas by four or five or a touchdown, I think there's a lot more people on the positive side. The fact that those two losses, they got completely run out of the stadium. I think people that still has people gun shy. Those two losses were terrible. They were. I think those two losses can be explained in a way. I mean, week two, they were still trying to figure out who they were as a team. They still had a new coach, new offensive system. They just were kind of off all night. I think if Philadelphia plays Minnesota again, it's going to be a completely different ballgame. That Dallas game, that, that was just brutal from the word go. You can look back, and I make a lot of parallels to 2017, the NFC Championship game. The week prior, they came off a huge win. It was in overtime, and it was like a really dramatic game-sealing interception by Patrick Peterson, and it was a win. Not a lot of people thought the Vikings could get in Buffalo. You come down off that high, and it's you know, it, it's tough emotionally to get back up and get ready. Plus, that was a that was a physical game too. It was bad weather. It was outside. It was snowing, and Buffalo's a good football team, and that was almost went the full length of overtime as well. So those guys were both physically and mentally beat. And I just think you know the Dallas game they just came out flat again. If they play Dallas again, I don't think that would happen. That that score would happen again either. I don't think so either, but you hear people say, ah, oh, just burn the tape from that. Yeah. Burn all that tape and, and move forward. No, you don't burn the tape. If anything, you watch that tape to figure out what the hell you did wrong. You don't burn any tape. You got to look at your weaknesses. That's where you improve your team. You already know what we're good at. A lot of people judge it on the two losses and then don't give them credit when they win. You remember when Ralphie had to write an essay on what he wanted for Christmas? <laughs> and he was thinking in his head, man, this is going to be the greatest essay ever. And I'm going to get an A+. Plus. And my teacher's going to love me, and I'm going to get my Red Rider BB gun. And he, he thinks he's going to get an A, and he turns it in, and he ends up with, like, a C-plus or whatever. He's like, C-plus? C-plus? Oh, no, it can't be. Well, you'll shoot your eye out. See, Gerona, you'll shoot your eye out. That's ESAT Nation, man. No matter how well you think you're going to do it, it's not good enough. I, I don't know. Good comparison. You see those posts during the week. The Vikings may have won, but they're still lucky. No, they can't. Yeah. Just to... Deep in the recesses of my brain, a tiny red-hot little flame began to grow. <laughs> Sorry, I'm getting highly again. Getting <laughs> angry about it. I don't, I don't want to listen to those people anymore, Ted. I'm going to enjoy my season my way. Because I've been yeah. through a lot of crappy Viking seasons, believe me. Yeah. I mean, those losses were bad this year. But you got to learn from them, and you got to move on. I'm, I wasn't happy with it either, but it's not going to define the team at this point. You, you think this team can, is capable of winning in the playoffs, don't you? I do. Who's the number one scoring team in the fourth quarter in the NFL? Minnesota Vikings. Number one at 93 points. If you can score in the fourth quarter, you can win games if you keep it close. They have work to do on defense, but they're opportunistic. They're plus six in turnovers. They don't make a lot of dumbass mistakes with penalties. Those are the teams that go far in the playoffs. You look at this team down the stretch. I think they're going to be very tough out in, in the playoffs. All right, so that's pretty much it for Vikings news. You got anything else you want to add? McCarthy gives it to Edwards. He slides and loses his footing. Zach Harrison there. Here's Edwards with a lay. Donovan Edwards down the sideline. Gets past Ransom. Donovan Edwards. Touchdown, Michigan. The all right, that's it for Vikings this week. Hashtag nobody cares about your fantasy team. How did we do last week, Drewster? Ted Glover, you won. Did I? Your third victory of the year. You won going into this week. That makes it. Toonson's seven wins. You three. And me one. And that's the standings. Okay. Ruby, if you would, go ahead and put up our teams for this week. All right, there you go. Those are our teams for this week. We got a mad scramble going for first place. We do, man. It's, it's going to come down to the wire, isn't it? It's nip and tuck all the way down. <laughs> Great contest. I'm glad people are playing it. Unlike the second half of the game. But that's neither here nor there. Jesus, Donovan Edwards. You want to tackle him? No, no, they don't. They did not. Hey, let's hire Jim Knowles to make sure Michigan doesn't score 42 on Ohio State this year. Okay. They score 45. I'm not mad. I'm not bitter. Son of a-
across the line of scrimmage and try to stop the run, you better have one guy deep, you know? You better stop the run. All right, so that's it for Nobody Cares Much Fantasy Team. Our next contest up, our Super Toe Challenge. Who won that one last week, Drewster? Yeah, I got 16, Tunes got 13, and you got eight. So how this works, the, the person who finished last the week before gets to go first this week. And I'm going to go ahead and pick Matt Gay from the L.A. Rams. Tootsis, who do you got for a kicker this week? I'll take Graham Gano. Oh, Gano, you didn't. Ganip Ganop. <laughs> remember that game, Ganip Ganop? Yeah, remember Jarts? You'll shoot your eye out. <laughs> I am taking Harrison Butker. Lock it up. Championship. <laughs> That's it for Super Toe. That's it for Super Toe. All right. Uh, okay. I'm just getting word from the truck yeah. that uh, the, the satellite link up for Farnsworth is up. So let me get Robert on the line here. He'll do a quick preview for this week's game. Hello, everybody. Robert W. Farnsworth here. This week, the homestand continues. U.S. Bank Stadium. I'm purple and gold, first place Minnesota Vikings. Welcome to town, Robert Salah, the Cougar Hunter, and the dastardly New York Jets. Will the Minnesota Vikings take a bite out of the Big Apple, or will the Jets leave in a New York groove? We'll find out. Nice that he gets to stay home for a few weeks while the Vikings enjoy this homestand. Sounds like Bobby's had a couple shots of wild turkey there. He's doing okay uh, tonight. He's doing all right, yeah. This week, Minnesota Vikings, the 9-2 first-place Vikings, welcome the 7-4 New York Jets. Jets in the thick of the AFC playoff hunt right now. Drew, these are two good football teams this year. Two very good football teams. And the more I researched it and broke it down, you know we always break it down, Ted. This is the Dallas Cowboys point two coming into town. The same thing we faced a couple weeks ago. Almost identical. They have the same strong points. Yeah. Hopefully they learn something from that Cowboys game because this is going to be a rumble. This is going to be a tough, tough game. They are good. So what we do, as always, put up our big board, our ode and our tribute to Jimmy the Greek and Brent Musburger for the old CBS NFL Today pregame show. We've got all our categories up there. We start with quarterback and we end with my favorite, intangibles. Because intangibles are stuff you can't see. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Ralphie, let's do this. All righty. So we'll start out with quarterback. Mike White has taken over the starting job from the Jets, took it over from Zach Wilson a couple weeks ago, and all he did was go 22 of 28 for 315 yards and three touchdowns against a very depleted Chicago Bears secondary. They had 63-year-old Doug Plank out there playing for him. <laughs> but he played very good football game, yeah. On the other side, of course, Kirk Cousins having a Statistically, not a good year as he did the last couple of years, but I'd argue Kirk's being a lot more aggressive and he's taking a lot more chances. And that aggression is paying off. Like you mentioned in the fourth quarter, the Vikings lead the NFL in scoring. And I think a lot of that is due in large part to the Vikings being more aggressive and pushing the ball upfield. As impressive as Mike White was on Sunday, it's hard to give him a check mark with like what? I think he's played. That was his first start. He's only had a couple other games under his belt and hasn't been in the NFL very long. Check Marco is the Kirk Cousins here. Yeah, I think Mike White has that kind of like Heineke and Minshew kind of magic going on in New York. I mean, people seem to love him, and it's kind of like along the same lines as that. He's a decent quarterback, but even though Cousins is, I think, facing his biggest test of the season, he's still the more skilled guy, the more experienced guy, and he's at home. I mean, I'm giving Kirk Cousins the check mark for quarterback for the Vikings. Okay. What about the running game, Drewster? Jets average 114 yards a game, which is about 15 yards better than the Vikings per game. They lost Brees Hall, the great rookie. I mean, that was a big hit for them. And it Michael was. Carter is hampered himself. So if they don't have Brees Hall and Michael Carter, they're going to go to the committee backfield of Zonovan Knight. Not to be confused with Donovan Edwards, who rushed for 216 <laughs> yards against Ohio State. This is Zonovan, not Donovan. Want to get that cleared up. Um, Zonovan White and Ty Johnson will be the starting running backs. It's going to be a committee, and they're no slouches. They ran for 132 yards against the Bears last week. Okay, but you and I could have run for 110 against the Bears last well, week. Well, yeah, he doesn't really make my point. But <laughs> Montgomery still got 80 on the Jets. And if yeah. Montgomery can get 80 on the Jets, Dalvin Cook can get 110 or 120. That's how I see it. Yeah. Cook and Madison, I'm giving them the check mark. But I think Cook could be the difference, really, in this game. Yeah, I'm giving it to the Vikings here, like you said. 
Cook and Madison are, are just better than uh, Michael Carter, who's dealing with an ankle sprain. I think he left early in the game last week against the Jets. I don't think he finished the game. When you add in Sheldon Rankins being hurt for the Jets, he's a big, big body in the middle of that defensive line. If he does play, he'll probably be hampered to some extent. I don't think he'll be at 100%. That bodes well for the Vikings. I like the Vikings here. Receiving game. Old friend Tyler Conklin, tight end. We welcome him back. Played with the Vikings last year, had a really good season. Signed a free agent contract with the Jets, having a pretty decent year. They've also got Garrett Wilson, Elijah Moore, and Corey Davis as their, their three top wide receivers. Garrett Wilson's having a, a kind of an up and down, but not a bad year as a rookie out of Ohio State. Hey, Tunes, when he says out of Ohio State, has a little bit less power this week, doesn't it? It, it does. Yeah, admittedly, but I'm, I'm, I'm sticking to it. Adam Thielen. Kind of stepped up in a big way last week, scored a touchdown. TJ Hawkinson, I've said this on our Facebook group, the Gallahorn. He is going to be a difference maker the Vikings didn't have in that week two game against Philadelphia. And if they meet Dallas again in the playoffs, he's going to be a difference maker, and it's not going to be a 40-3 to game. I, I like the Vikings, a receiving unit in this game. I'm going to disagree with you on this topic, Ted. I think individually to a man, the Vikings are probably better at receiver. When you break it down, Hawkinson's better than Conklin and all that, but you take Garrett Wilson, Elijah Moore, Corey Davis, and Conklin, you put them up against the 32nd-ranked pass defense and a depleted Vikings corner group, which it is, unless we get some of those guys back, I'm forced to give my check mark to the Jets. I am. Okay. I, I get it. I know that's, that's a very good point. That's a very valid point you bring up. So, so from there we go to the offensive line. What do you got for the offensive line, Drewster? They played a lot better on Thanksgiving. I would argue, Ted, this is the best defensive front that the Vikings have faced all season. Yeah, I, I think I'd agree with you, yeah. The Jets' offensive line is down Becton, Elijah Vera Tucker. Those are big losses on their yeah. offensive line. They are kind of scrambling right now and trying to figure out, you know, they're reshuffling their line to try to figure out exactly the matchups they want. I think it's close, but I'm going to give the Vikings a slight edge on the offensive line. And then you add in Dwayne Brown, their left tackle, who I think replaced Elijah Vera Tucker. He was questionable going into, into last week. He ended up playing. The right guard for the Jets is a guy by the name of Nate Herbig, and he's not a whole lot better than Ed Ingram. I will say Blake Brandle looked terrible against Dallas, but I also don't think the Vikings did much to help Blake Brandle out in terms of putting him on an island more than once with Micah Parsons. That was just foolish. The Vikings, I feel, learned their lesson, and Brandle had a pretty decent game against New England. He had his moments, but the dude treaded water. He held his own. He wasn't Ole Udo kind of or, or TJ Clemmings or, or whatever. <laughs> Some of those great names from the recent past. that Mike that had, Remmers? Yeah, Remmers was good his first year when they played him at tackle. But they moved him to guard and he was terrible. Mike Rem job? <laughs> I'm going to give the edge here to the Vikings. I, I think the Vikings offensive line is, is better going in. I'm going to say this, Chad. If they can hold their own against this defensive line, they are the real deal. This is a big test. It's a big challenge. And I'm, I'm kind of glad they're going to be challenged like this. I think they will play well. Speaking of the defensive line, we already mentioned Sheldon Rankins, but they got John Franklin Myers, Quinnen Williams, Carl Lawson. Oh, those are some good dudes, man. I mean, those are just flat-out good football players, and I would agree with you that it is the best collective defensive line that the Vikings have faced. I thought Dallas was pretty good. Philadelphia's was pretty good. These guys don't take a backseat to anybody. This is a very good defensive line. And the Vikings' whole line better bring their A game, or it could be a very long day for the Vikings. I, I think... The Patriots had a very good defensive line in front seven, and the Vikings played well for the most part against them. It's what do you think will happen? Will it be a Dallas showing or will yeah. it be a Patriots showing? And if it's a Patriots showing, the Vikings are going to do very well. But be that as it may, I'm going to give the check mark to the Jets here. That's just a good front four. Quinnen Williams, who has eight sacks, is probably second only to Aaron Donald in terms yeah. of talented defensive tackles. He's yeah. one of the best in the league. I don't know what they're going to do with him. He is a disruptor. He is an explosive player. Jets have 34 sacks. I mean, he's got eight, and Carl Lawson has five. They got him coming off the edge. And Solomon Thomas in the great Jermaine Johnson, the rook dog out of Florida State. Pretty scary bunch, Ted. Yeah. Jets get my check mark at D-line. What about linebackers? Vikings are still doing pretty good at linebackers, Ted. Sometimes when they look bad, they look really bad in coverage. But I think they're still solid. Hunter and Zadarius Smith, any game they can ruin. Jets, right tackle. This might be a problem for the Jets with their right tackle. Cedric Ogubue. Ogubue. Ogazalu. Ogabahai. Put it on the board. 
Championship. Oh, boy. That's it. Hojima <laughs> Lock it up. He's got a pretty low PFF rating, Ted. I think we can exploit yeah. him. You better be good at both tackle spots against the Vikings. Because if you're not, they're going to bust your balls. I am giving the Vikings this check mark. Last week, the Vikings were kind of frustrating on defense. And I, I get Dalvin Thompson was out. And I, I get that a Caleb Evans was out and Cam Dancer was out. But the fact that they didn't put any pressure on Mac Jones until the absolute very end of the game. And look, they were desperately needed sacks. Don't get me wrong. It right. it helped end the game in, in the Vikings' favor. But if you're Darius Smith and Daniil Hunter and you're facing kind of a, a patchwork offensive line that the Patriots put out on the field last week, you need to do better than that. I think the Vikings linebacking core is better. I'm going to give them the check mark but they need to play better this week. I thought Eric Kendrick struggled. I mean, he was slow. He seems to be struggling with the 3-4. He does. He was slow to the ball carrier to the point of attack. He missed some tackles. Jordan Hicks was not much better for a good part of the game. I mean, the Vikings linebacker core, if they're on, this is a fairly decent defense. If they're not on, you know, Mac Jones throws for 382. They got to be better on Sunday. They better pick it up because this is a lot better receiving core coming to town than the Patriots. Yeah. A lot better. Yep. The strong side linebacker, Quincy Williams, I would attack him with Hawkinson and the run. He's not very good. Yeah. All right, secondary. It's all about Sauce Gardner. He's probably in the running for defensive rookie of the year, I would think. Absolutely. But the rest of their secondary is pretty good. You got DJ Reed, Michael Carter's their nickel. LaMarcus Joyner and, and Jordan Whitehead are probably the weak links in the back. But I would expect the Jets to go – Sauce Gardner, man up on Justin Jefferson. And that, to me, right there is going to be the key to the football game. If Justin Jefferson can get his catches and Kirk just throws the ball up and says, go get it, Justin, and he does, I think the Vikes are going to be in for a pretty good day. That said, I mean, when you compare the Jets secondary to the, you know, to this patchwork secondary that the Vikings are putting out in the field right now, you have to give the check mark to the Jets here. Ted, people need to tune in for this game. Because you've got to be looking forward to Sauce Gardner against Justin Jefferson. Mm -hmm. This doesn't come along often. So you're going to want to tune in. I'm excited to tune in to figure out how this goes. Superstar on superstar. Again, Vikings are last in pass defense. Cornerback group, we talked about it enough tonight. Jets are healthy. Gardner, DJ Reed, good corners. I mean, they got the eighth best pass defense in the league. Yeah, they're, they're good. It's a good. It's a good defense, man. And they're healthier than the Vikings are. The Jets get my check mark. We're going to have to figure out how to move the ball and especially get some points because the Jets are better than the Cowboys. Let me tell you that right now. They are. On defense. Yes. All right. Red zone. What do you got for the red zone? I'm going numbers on this one, Ted. Jets have the better red zone numbers offensively and defensively than the Vikings do. They do. Vikings have been improving now. They held the Patriots to 0 for 3 in the red zone. So they're getting better. And over the course of the last three games, 5 for 12 defensively, which isn't perfect, but it's a lot better than it was before. They're 26. They climbed to 26 the last two games. And they seem to be a work in progress. I got to give the Jets the, the check mark in the red zone because of the rankings. They're, if they're higher ranked on both offense and defense, how do I not? Here's how you don't. I don't really think quarterback Mike White was challenged a whole lot last week. He was at home. He had a, a much better football team when you compare the Bears defense and how injury depleted they are and and Ryan Poles trading off all his good defensive players. Right. It's going to be different. He's going to have a hostile environment. I, last week, you know, World Cup's going on, and Mike Tirico made this great comment about the, the Vikings home crowd being as closest as you'll get to a European soccer crowd in the United States. I think it's a perfect description of the Vikings home field. I mean, it is frenzied. It is loud. I think it's going to cause Mike White to burn a couple timeouts and so for that reason and that reason only if this was on the road I'd be given to the Jets but I'm going to take the inexperienced quarterback on the road in a hostile environment and barely give it to the Vikings here okay special teams you know Greg Joseph missed another extra point Drew what is wrong with that guy but Kane Wangu how's the kickoff return number one in the NFL and kick returns. I'm going to give it to the Vikings in spite of Greg Joseph. Their punter is great. Their kick and punt return is very good to good. Their coverage units are pretty good. The kick return coverage has, has kind of given up field position the last couple of weeks, but all in all, they've had a very good season. If Greg Joseph can learn how to make extra points, he makes all his field goals under 50 yards, it, it would be a hands-down check mark to me, but I'm, I'm going to barely give it to the Vikes here. Three seconds left on the clock, 53-yard field goal. You get to pick Greg Zerline 
or Joseph, who are you taking? Oh, I'm picking Zerline. Okay. And that explains my part of my notes. <laughs> Zerline is a better kicker than Joseph. He's yes. perfect under 40 yards. He's 18 for 22 on the season, and he's 5 for 7 and 50-plus yards. That guy's a good kicker. Braxton Berrios, the return guy, he's no Wang Chung. He's not Wang Wu, but he's a better returner than Rager. Match him up right down the line. I got to give the Jets the check mark to the special teams. Okay. Even though I still think Matt Daniels has done an incredible job with the Vikings with the special teams unit. Mm-hmm. Coaching. Robert Sala has done something Eric Mangini, Rex Ryan, Todd Bowles, Adam Gase, and Herm Edwards couldn't do, Ted. Turn the Jets around. And Sala has done it. He's done it with defense because that's what he knows. Yep. That's how you build a team. That's how you build a champion. You start with defense. Zimmer did that. Worked out very well for him, except he didn't know the other side of the ball. But he started in the right area, turned the Vikings defense around, and that's what Sala's doing there. Seven and four. Man, this was really tough for me because you got the offensive-minded Kevin O'Connell against a defensive-minded Sala. It's going to be an interesting matchup and dynamic to figure out how that all meshes together. I got to give my check mark to Robert Sala, though. I am going to give it to him as well. Love Kevin O'Connell, but I think what Sala did in benching Zach Wilson you can tell when you're starting to lose the locker room, or a good coach can, I believe. And after Zach Wilson made his comments about he didn't feel he let the defense down after another terrible performance. What dope. He took note of that and said, look, for the sake of this football team, this is what I have to do. And, and there would be some coaches, you know, if you've got your, your million-dollar bonus baby first-round quarterback, you would not do that. Credit to him, not only saying – I'm not playing Zach Wilson. I'm not playing Joe Flacco either. I'm going to give the ball to White and see what he can do. Right. At least for one week, he was proven to be right. I mean, that was that was a lot gutsier move than I, I think people are talking about. That's something that the Jets, I think, were close to teetering. I mean, they had lost a couple games. Zach Wilson didn't look good. The defense had been playing well. And if he doesn't do something there to address it, it's a – point in time where your season could have gone south and he recognized that and made steps to correct it bravo it was well done so yeah i love o'connell don't get me wrong but i i don't know that o'connell would have done that maybe he would have when he's in that situation we'll find out but yeah i'm gonna get this law and then finally intangibles this is my intangible but it also doubles as a tasty tasty tidbit We're talking the best fourth quarter team in the NFL with points allowed with the Jets giving up 33, number one in the league. They've only given up 33 points against the number one fourth quarter offense in the NFL, the Vikings who have scored 93. That's my intangible, the best against the best. What the hell is going to happen in the fourth quarter of this game? Because we have number one going against number one, and... I am excited to see what happens. This game's going to be close, but that fourth quarter, which number one is going to rise? Are the Vikings going to come up with 14, 17 points, or are the Jets going to put a goose egg up? We'll find out. <laughs> we'll find out. That's my intangible, though. Fourth quarter scoring. My intangible is Mike White versus Kirk Cousins. Kirk has become a comeback monster. I think he leads the NFL in fourth quarter comeback game-winning drives. Mike White had one game against a very depleted Chicago Bears team at home in bad weather. And the Bears weren't playing Justin Fields, who separated his shoulder. We're going to assume that it's going to be a close game because almost every Vikings game is. If it's a close game in the fourth quarter right now, who do you trust? Mike White or Kirk Cousins? Kirk Cousins. I trust Kirk Cousins. That is something in 2018 and 2019 (laughs) I would have never said. I would not have said. I'll be the first to admit it. But he's won me over. Kirk O'Chains has won me over. That's my intangible. You add to the fact it's at home, and I like that for the Vikings even a little bit more. All right, so we can take the board away, move back to the center of the screen. What do we got for a summary today, Ted? What do you got? Who do you think is going to win this you know, game? You know what's weirdest? For as long as these two teams have been battling in the NFL amongst their own conference, this is only the 12th time they played each other. The Vikings have the worst record against the Jets as opposed to any other team in the NFL. They're 3-8. and eight. Yeah, the Jet, Jets have won 8 of 11, but the, the Vikings have won the last two. So it was 8-1 and one at one point. I'm going to tell you, after all my research, Ted, I really think this game comes down to the front sevens of each team. If you remember, the Cowboys came into the game as the number one quarterback sacking defense in the league. They got seven. That was a big fail on Kevin O'Connell and Wes Phillips' part. It was. But they got a team coming in with 34 sacks who's tied for fourth. 
Same thing. This game is Dallas part two, Ted. It is. They're going to attack the Vikings the same way, and we cannot let them put Cousins on his ass like the Cowboys did. We cannot. If they do that, we have no chance of winning. This is a game to see if we learned how to handle the pressure. Because not only did they not block for Cousins, they weren't trying any plays to offset the rush. They weren't. Can they get the screen together? Can they get some of these plays that slow down the defensive rush? Because the Jets are coming again. What are you going to do? How are you going to answer it? Did you learn from the Cowboys game? This game, I don't think, is going to go past 24 for either team. Who's going to turn the ball over at the crucial time? I don't have a good feeling about this game. I feel like the Jets are going to win it at the end. Jets are better than the Cowboys, and we lost by 37 to them. Jets are better on defense than the Cowboys. Yeah, I'd say offensively the Cowboys are better. So you got the Jets winning a close one. Yeah, don't say that publicly because I don't want people to hate the show. All righty. So coming out of the bye, the Vikings were 5-1, and one, and we said their toughest stretch of football was Arizona, Washington, Buffalo, Dallas, New England, and the Jets. Those, those six games would make or break their season. We didn't really throw the Jets on, but they should be on there now. But the Vikings have gone in that time. They beat Arizona, Washington, Buffalo. Those two games were on the road, got throttled by Dallas, and bounce back on four days rest and beat New England. So gather around. Let's talk with the right Reverend Jones. If you would have taken a four and two record at the end of those six games, you would have been happy. Right. And if the Vikings lose this game, they're going to be nine and three. They're still going to be in the driver's seat. I think when, when you look at Mike White and yeah, he had poison. Okay, fine. But look, man, it was the Bears JV team. That's a very fair point. The Vikings' defense hasn't been great, but that's better than what he's faced last week. He's going to be in a hostile environment. And if you think it's going to be a close game, and like I just said, who, who do you trust more, Kirk Cousins or Mike White? Let's see who I trust a little bit more. I'm going to trust Kirk Cousins. Yeah? And I'm going to think the Vikings win a close one because they don't blow out anybody. They're not going to get blown out. So if it's going to be a close game, I think they want a close one. And I'm going to double down, and I'm going to say Jacksonville takes it to the Lions and the Minnesota Vikings clinch the NFC North. When we go to bed Sunday night, my prediction is the Minnesota Vikings will be the 2022 NFC North champions. Strike up the band! Ted Glover. And if they do lose, then they have the chance to clinch the division by beating Detroit next week. So, all right. So that's it for our preview. We're going to go ahead, take a break. We'll come back with Dooster's Millions of Trivia. We'll be right back. Oh, life moves fast. One day you're playing kick the can with kids named Flick and Schwartz. I triple dog dare you. The next thing you know, you're a certified adult. Ralph, dear old man. Fragile. He was the best. Ralphie, promise me we're going to make this a wonderful Christmas. That would make your father so happy. I promise. What had I done? And now it was all up to me? I suggest you start drinking and don't stop till New Year's. Schwartz, I triple dog dare you. Oh, I got it now. Geronimo! We are back with Brewster's Millions and Skull Vikings. Yeah! I'm down to 475 bucks. I thought I was well on my way. You won uh, 300 bucks this last week, so. Yeah. So here's the deal. Commanders of Giants. Pick them. I believe in Taylor Heineke. 400 bucks on the Commanders. Wow. Let's hope you're not chasing a law i immediately regret that decision (laughs) (laughs) and then i'm gonna put 75 on the over for the chiefs at Bengals, and then my free 25 dollars prop bet i'm gonna pick the jets i'm gonna pick the jets receivers good luck i'm gonna bet 300 dollars, and i am taking the over for the chiefs Bengals game all my money (laughs) if they go under word We're moving so on you'll, you'll be broke. If they're under, you go, you're broke. Oh, yeah. I'm selling myself on a street corner. Lord knows that doesn't make a lot of money. All right. So that is Drewster's Billions for the week. Next up, we have the best trivia segment in the business. Oh, my God. I love it. I do, too. Ruby, hit it. 
welcome to Toonsis Trivia. How are you guys doing? Good, Toonsis. How are you tonight? Good, Drew. How are you? I'm doing great, Toonsis. How are you on this special evening? I am doing good. I have three categories for you guys. Okay. A Christmas story, Zach Wilson's cougar hunt, <laughs> and Jets players picture puzzles. <laughs> All right, so let's start with the Christmas story, and this is just trivia about the movie. Okay. All right, for 100. What does the Parker family eat for dinner every night? Is that meatloaf or something? Yes. Yes, yes it is. Yes. Yes, it is. Yeah. Good job. <laughs> All right, you guys get 100. Wait, hold on. How come we're some other stupid gun and you get to be the Red Rider? <laughs> <laughs> Come on! The second week in a row, we got a hose. That's because we're dumb. <laughs> and, and it's my game for 200. Right. Fine. In a Christmas story, how old was Ralphie? Nine? Nine or yes. ten? Yes. Yeah, he's nine, I think. Yeah. Wow, ten? nine. Yes. Ted Very Glover! Good. All right, for 300, what decade is the movie set in? The 50s. No. 60s. No. no. Then the 40s. It would be the 40s then. Really? The 40s, yeah. I thought it was the early 50s. Oh, well. Oh, Red Rider gets the point on that. Yep, now we're tied. All right, for 400, what is the secret message Ralphie gets with his decoder pen? Be sure to drink your Ovaltine. <laughs> yes. Holy! <laughs> a stupid commercial? Son of a bitch! <laughs> All right, Zach Wilson's Cougar Hunt. Now, this category, you're going to see a picture <laughs> of a potential candidate for Zach Wilson. All right, so here is Zach's first candidate. That'd be Mrs. Matthew Stafford. <laughs> <laughs> that is correct. That is Mrs. Stafford. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, man. For 200, here's the next candidate. Name the woman. Mrs. Burrow. That's Joe Burrow. <laughs> Mrs. Joe Burrow. <laughs> yes. Yes or no on Mrs. Burrow, Ted? What do you think? Oh, wood smash. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my okay. God. Um, don't think you would smash this candidate. Name the woman. Jimmy G. Mrs. Yeah, Mrs. Garoppolo. <laughs> that is <laughs> Wood smash. <laughs> Definite smasher. You guys have gotten all these, which I'm surprised. For 400, name Kyle For a cougar. All right. <laughs> Jets player picture puzzles. This one is the way I normally do it. These are all current Jets players. For 100, name the player. Sauce Gardner. Okay. Oh my God. That's fantastic. For 200, name the player. Michael Pimple. My, uh, um, Zito, so, <laughs> Michael. Wait, 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 wait. Michael. Uh, Whitehead, Michael Whitehead. Close. <laughs> Jordan Whitehead. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Good job. Oh, this is great. All right, 300. Name the player. Who's that chick, Ted? Um, I don't know who that is. Barrios, something Barrios. Um, Bernard Barrios, something Barrios. I, I mentioned him in the in the. Yeah, show. you you said his name in in the preview. Where the hell? What, what was his name again? Braxton Barrios. It's <laughs> 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 Braxton Barrios. <laughs> okay, you guys are killing me once again. For four hundred, name the player. Um, that's Vera. Elijah Vera Tucker. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, my God. All right. You guys killed me. Thanks for playing. See you next week. <laughs> oh, that was tremendous. Elijah Vera Tucker.
Oh, well done, Ruby, as always. The tootses, man. Oh, my God. I'm glad that he's here at the end, because at the beginning of the show, I wouldn't be able to function the rest of the time. No. All right. That'll do it for episode 81. Drew, we hit a milestone this week. We went over 15,000 subscribers. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. This time last year, we we had just eclipsed 5,000. So, wow, I'm uh, just blown away by that yeah, number. That's uh, pretty thanks. cool. Thanks so much for watching and, and listening and commenting and interacting and subscribing and following. And this show is it's, it's fun to do, and I, I'm glad you guys think it's fun. And keep coming back and watching more. Don't forget, we will be on the air live Sunday right after the Vikings-Jets game to break it down with our good buddy Christopher Gates on Vikings Report Rewind. We'll keep trying to do better, and we'll try to do better the next time. Drewster, why don't you go ahead and take us home? Thank you, thank you, thank you from the bottom of our hearts here. Tootsis, thanks for the production. And we will see you live after that Jets game. You know what happens when we go live, Ted? Nothing good. (laughs) Except the prize. Oh, well, yeah, prize. That's right. Tune in. You can win a prize or something. That puts a bow on episode 81. Great to have you here. Thanks for watching. Say good night, Ted. Good night, Ted. I want an official Red Rider carbon action two inch airlines ball arrow. No. Shoot your eye out. Oh no. You shoot your eye out? No, no, I want an official Red Rider carbon action two inch airlines ball air rifle. You'll shoot your eye out, kid.